Welcome to Creating Smarter Spaces, where we explore the intersection of technology, innovation, and the built environment. Produced for corporate real estate, facilities management, and workplace technology executives like you, this podcast is your go-to resource for staying ahead of the ever-evolving world of Smarter Spaces. First impressions last, and in today's episode, we'll talk about the experience guests have in coming to your space. More specifically, I want to talk about why I believe the process of getting people into space is so bad, what you can do to improve yours, and maybe most importantly, why you should care about it, especially right now. I'm your host, Michael Prisjula, and this is Creating Smarter Spaces. So let's dig in. Guest signing experience is often the first physical experience your customers, your partners, and your prospective employees have with your organization. And for these reasons alone, I feel it's something that should be great. As a career consultant, I've spent my entire working life visiting other companies' offices all across the globe. Some for an hour, Others, every day for months at a time. While each workplace I've visited has the many of the same basic requirements for me to complete as a guest, the process I've had to go through each time before I've been able to actually do what I came there for has been as varied as the companies I've visited themselves. And despite going through all of these, I'm yet to experience a great one. So why is guest experience so broken? Why is visiting a customer or a vendor a worse experience than boarding a plane in a US airport? End-to-end guest experience is something that very often goes overlooked in most workplaces. The spaces that do it well, like customer briefing centers, only really make it look good because they've had somebody from facilities in the background doing all the manual work before you arrive. I believe it's for three reasons. Firstly, no one in charge of defining the process is ever a visitor. So they don't really know what it's like. There's a lot of internal, external stakeholders or groups that provide a small piece of the service. Facilities provides check-in, security for process, IT provides Wi-Fi, landlord provides requirements for base buildings, etc., etc. All these provide you with their requirements in isolation and expect you to integrate it into the process that the guests need to follow. It's always been this way. Heck, I still see some places with ledgers on the lobby desks. Guest experience is something that I feel has been overlooked for many years. However, with the focus on the workplace pivoting more towards employee experience, maybe it's time to also think about the experience of the other people that visit your workplace too. Your customers, your partners, your prospective employees. But Michael, why should I even think about fixing this, you ask? Well, there's a long list of reasons. Let me tell you some of them. Firstly, safety and security. Knowing who's really there in the building and when they left. This is, of course, about having a record of who's arrived, but maybe more importantly, who's left And how do you get access to this in real time in case there's an emergency? Automating guest arrival and departure processes with technology are your very best friend here. 
Secondly, occupancy. Most visitors don't use badges. And if you aren't going to do occupancy right and you still use badge data, at least get your visitor counts right. For those of you that are subscribers, you'll know by now, my pet peeve in real estate right now is using badge data and calling it occupancy. I won't go into it here, but you can check out episode four of the podcast if you want to hear more. So I speak to companies all the time about occupancy, and they tell me that they're using badge data, but very rarely are they combining this with visitor logs. Why? Usually because they haven't thought about it, or the badge data and the visitor data are in two separate systems. Why aren't they combined? Well, generally it's because no one has spent the effort to try and normalize the two. Next, the cost of labor. How many minutes a day are your people spending checking in guests? Do you know? I challenge you to observe this for just one hour at one of your locations. Now, multiply that by every building in your portfolio, the numbers add up quick. You're spending a lot of money for people to fill out forms. Next, optimizing productivity. Optimizing productivity is about avoiding your guests having to fumble around for Wi-Fi passwords for the first 20 minutes of a meeting or waiting for some host to send them a code. Some organizations think they've got this under control, but from a frequent office visitor's experience, I feel very safe in saying most organizations don't. Having a portal link that IT gives you to some website developed in the 90s isn't helpful. They tick their box for saying they've enabled self-service, but the end-to-end user experience is still horrible. We can all do better with this. Now, these last two I think are the most important. The talk of the town right now is Gen AI and ChatGPT. Large language models, artificial intelligence, and the ability to ask the magic system any question you want and get any answer from it. Regardless of the technical magic that goes on inside these systems, their ultimate ability to accurately give you the insights you're after still rely on an accurate set of data to be input. As we say in the tech industry, garbage in, garbage out. So what has this got to do with visitor data? I can see a time in the very near future when your sales organization will want to use this type of technology to give them insights into things they can't see yet. Things like, how much faster do we close a deal with a client when they come to see our customer center versus us going to see them? How many times, on average, do we showcase our product or solution before they buy? Are the average sales for those that visit our facility higher or lower than those that don't? These are all extremely valuable insights your organization can use to move the needle forward on company growth. And to get the right answers, they'll need accurate data. Mark my words, they'll be knocking on your door for this information sometime soon. I'll leave that there just to percolate for a second. And finally, my favorite topic, experience. Offering your visitors, your clients, and as I said before, your prospective employees, a first-class concierge experience leaves a lasting impression. If you can't get me into the office without lining up, filling out forms, giving you information like my name, my email address, who I'm there to see, all information that's already known by someone in your organization, 
What's my onboarding experience going to be like? Guest experience is literally at the front door of your organization. And we all know that first impressions last. Before I continue, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show or topics you'd like to have me cover. So please connect with me on LinkedIn. My name can be a tricky one to get your mind around spelling. Don't worry, it's me, not you. Just use the quick link I've set up for you at smarterspaces.live slash connect. That will take you straight to my profile page and please shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the episode. Let's move on to how to fix it. First step is to spend a day in the life in your space as a guest. Don't bring your badge and bring your personal laptop. Go through all of the steps your visitors do. Better yet, go do it in an office you may have never been to before. Fill out all the forms. Use all the tools. Walk a mile in your visitor's shoes, as they say. It's eye-opening what you'll discover. I often do this at new Accenture offices if I've not been there before. I take the mystery shopper approach. As a corporate leader in this space, you'll find your team often hides the inefficiencies away from you when you visit. Think about it. Have you ever visited one of your offices and never had a meeting room? Ever not had a desk to sit at or someone from your local team not there chaperoning you to make sure everything is just great for your visit? Ever had an access card not work somewhere and you've had to go through the process to get it enabled? There will be no doubt many steps you need to complete in many different systems and for many valid reasons, but it doesn't need to be this way. Some processes can be automated, some systems can be integrated together, and some can be completed in advance. Even tasks like ID verification can be automated and even completed in advance. Imagine the difference in impression you'd make on a potential new major customer if you were able to pre-register all their details before they arrive, if they were able to enter the building with their mobile phone and be directed to the floor in real time. Have your hospitality staff and their host alerted to the fact that they were on their way together with a photo of them so they could be warmly greeted at the door by name as they entered your space. They could be directed exactly to where they need to go or even have the host meet them in your reception. Now, imagine a group of 10 or 15 people together. What a different experience that would be. Rather than having your front desk staff scrambling to have them fill out forms, find IDs, or queue up at the one to two kiosks you've deployed to enable self-service, which at the end of the day, your staff have to help half the guests use anyway. Even these approaches don't scale without you turning your lobby into the check-in area of JFK, and nobody wants that. Just because you've done it like this forever doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. As Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary would say, stop the madness. So there are better ways. They will drive more efficiency, reduce operating costs, and improve accuracy of the information you have for real-time safety and historical reporting. And maybe most importantly, they'll provide your visitors, your guests, your future customers with a positive lasting impression of your organization's efficiency and professionalism. Guest mobile apps are a great way to provide a first-class experience even before your guests arrive. They allow them to do everything from navigating to your office from where they are, to completing forms, having access credentials issued, notifying you and their host when they're on their way, 
and allowing them to provide all of the information you might need about them from their own device. If we take a page from the hospitality industry playbook, Marriott have done a great job of this with their Bonvoy mobile app. If you haven't had the opportunity to experience it, go download it and give it a try. You could even build different experiences in the app for different types of guests you have visiting. Whether it's a prospective new hire or a first-time VIP client, or someone like I usually am, a frequent visiting service provider. But even if going all the way out with a mobile app isn't on your horizon, integrating many of the steps and systems together is still something you can more easily accomplish. At a minimum, you should be aiming to provide some type of self-registration solution, allowing me to complete all the information you need about me before I arrive. Now, the term facial recognition usually gets the hairs on the backs of everybody's neck up. But there are many solutions out there on the market today that will allow you to verify someone standing in front of a camera is a match to the photo on their ID card. Incorporating a solution like this into your process before issuing access credentials or even at the point of entry can streamline so much of your check-in process. I first experienced this with Airbnb a few years ago and most recently have seen it utilized in Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. They've using it for room check-in and key issuance. I've also seen United Airlines starting to use this when boarding international flights. Its use is becoming more pervasive in society and society is becoming more normalized to seeing it happen. At the end of the day, expediting the time it takes for your guests to get from the curb and into the meeting they're there to take part in, all the while complying with your policies and limiting the physical labor effort for your people to happen is what you should be aiming for. Improving guest experience is ultimately an exercise in process optimization and automation. Making huge steps forward in this space isn't hard. It just requires you to take a step back and walk a mile in the mystery shopper shoes I described earlier. Go to a few of your spaces as a nobody. Complete all the forms. Go through the processes. Experience what your guests do. And once you've done that, spend a few hours on the other side of the table with your team on the front lines. This will give you all the information you need to find out about all the components of the process and then you can start getting to work on how you can use technology to automate, optimize, and maybe even eliminate some of those friction points. Improving experience all while optimizing operating efficiency is your goal and those two things are at the core of why we should be creating smarter spaces. So that's a wrap on today's episode. But before we leave, just a reminder, I make this podcast for you. So if it's something you like or you feel others would too, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice or share it with a colleague or friend. Not sure how to? Not a problem. Just point them to smarterspaces.live slash listen and all the options will be available. As always, one final disclaimer, all views and opinions I share on this podcast are my own and may not necessarily be those of my employer. I trust you've enjoyed today's topic and I hope you'll tune in for another episode soon. This is where corporate real estate, facilities management and technology combine. This is Creating Smarter Spaces.